Welcome to episode number two of Countries for Kids with Karen from Case of Adventure. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the country of Romania. Remember that you can download a free Romania printables pack. That's from caseofadventure.com forward slash Romania. There are maps showing the capital, a country map to fill in and a flag to color. There's a passport stamp, a match-up game with some of the words you'll learn, word searches, a crossword, postcards, a notebooking page to fill in, food flags and recipes. Lots of fun. That's from caseofadventure.com forward slash Romania. Romania is a country in Europe and is actually halfway between the North Pole and the equator. The name Romania comes from the Latin word Romanus, which means citizen of Rome. Long ago, Romans conquered and colonized the area which is modern-day Romania. There's even a city called Roman inside Romania, so a person could live in Roman Romania. It's a very beautiful green landscape with mountains, hills and plains, forests, waterfalls and rivers. There are many farms and old cities with fancy old-fashioned buildings and stunning architecture. The capital city is called Bucharest. Nearly 2 million people live in Bucharest, which is the seventh largest city in the European Union after Vienna and Paris. Romania is a fascinating country because it was one of the last countries in the world to move away from communism. Communism is when the government controls everything and takes away many of the people's freedoms and possessions. There are still a few communist countries left in the world, but thankfully not many. In the 1800s, a prince from Germany became Romania's first king, King Carol I. That's a funny name for a man, isn't it? He declared Romania an independent and sovereign state. Romania went through many changes in the early 1900s. And then, after the Second World War, its 23 million citizens lived under the rule of one of the 20th century's most controlling dictators. His name was Nicolae Ceausescu. Learning about Romania is very sad because there has been so much suffering there. But then that's true in so many countries. We should always be grateful to those who have gone before us to fight for freedom from oppression. Things in Romania are much better these days than they used to be and Romanians are working hard to recover from communism with the help of other countries in Europe. Besides the large forests which cover a quarter of the country, there are many areas with flat plains for farming and rich soil for crops. There are stunning mountain slopes with ski resorts and in some places glaciers have formed beautiful lakes and caves. There are also salt mines, coal mines and iron mines. In Romania, you can explore bat caves with torchlights, go for a swim in a volcano crater lake or drive out into the hills on a horse-drawn cart. You can follow the tracks of wild animals in the winter snow. The bear, the wolf, lynx, the boar. 
Or you can help milk cows in the village and even help the blacksmith in his forge. You may find that the blacksmith is also the dentist and doctor for that village. Transylvania is a region in the middle of Romania with Bukovina in the north, Moldavia in the northeast, Dobrogia in the southeast near the Black Sea, Wallachia along the southern border and Banat in the southwest. Transylvania includes the Carpathia Mountains and the Transylvanian Alps. Have you heard of the story of Dracula, which is set in Transylvania? The Romanian language is 1700 years old. It continues to change, and as all languages do, it borrows many words from other languages, especially French. For example, the Romanians say merci for thank you, just like the French. They just spell it with an S instead of a C. Romanians are also greatly influenced now by American English via the internet and the television. I'm going to teach you how to say some words with a bit of help. Hello is Buna. 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 Good afternoon. Buna ziua. Buna ziua. Buna ziua. Buna ziua. Yes is da, just like in Russian. And no is nu. Please is vaurog. Have a nice meal or bon appetit is pofta buna. You can listen to the Romanian national anthem on the video that is linked in the show notes. You'll be able to see the English words as you listen to it sung in Romanian. The Romanian flag is divided into three equal vertical stripes, dark blue, yellow and red. It is modelled after the flag of France. The colours are those of Wallachia, red and yellow, and Moldavia, red and blue, which united to form Romania in 1862. Romanian money is called the Liu. Even though they are an EU country, they don't use the Euro at all. The currency symbol for the Liu is R-O-N. For one US dollar, you could buy almost four Romanian Liu or four R-O-N. An interesting fact is that in 2005, the Liu, which is the Romanian currency, dropped four zeros. What used to be 10,000 lei, the old name, was now only one Liu. So before 2005, you could get 4,000 Romanian lei for a dollar. Now it's only 4 liu. This is because Romania's economy was so affected by communism and international debt and poverty that their money dropped so much in value. From communism to capitalism. In the 1960s, Romania was ruled by the USSR. Romanians did not like their lives under Soviet rule and they wanted to be independent. One of the leaders fighting for Romania's own interests was a man named Nicolae Ceausescu. When he began to rule Romania as head of the Communist Party, he was admired by many as a leader who they thought wanted what was best for his country. But after a brief period of ruling fairly, Ceausescu became increasingly brutal and started to oppress the people and take away their freedoms. 
He controlled what people were allowed to speak of or publish in the newspapers. Anyone who disagreed with him was not tolerated. His secret police, the Securitat, was one of the most brutal police forces in the world. If anyone got in the government's way, they would be put in prison or killed. In 1982, Ceausescu ordered that most of the country's farm crops, as well as goods made in factories, should be exported. This meant they were sold to other countries. He did this because he wanted to pay off the debt that Romania owed to other countries. But the problem with doing it in this way was that there were extreme shortages of food for the Romanian people, as well as fuel, medicine and other basic necessities. Living standards were very low and the people were unhappy. But Ceausescu and his wife Elena lived a lavish lifestyle. They spent lots of the country's money on themselves. This was resented by the Romanians, who didn't have enough to live on and were very, very poor. Ceausescu also destroyed many people's homes and made them move to apartment blocks without running water or even glass in the windows sometimes. Historic buildings and churches were bulldozed to make way for new government buildings. Then in 1989, the uprising began. Romanians would not follow Ceausescu much longer. The trouble started when a reformed church pastor refused to leave his church in Timisoara. Crowds grew as more people protested with the pastor against Ceausescu and against communism in Romania. Ceausescu ordered his troops to kill the protesters, which they did. He then warned that any other protesters would be shot. He organized a great rally to force citizens to show their support for his leadership. But the citizens were angry, and their feelings were caught on television. All over the country, people started demonstrating. Ceausescu and his wife tried to flee from Romania, but they were caught, convicted of crimes against their country, and executed. This was a new beginning for Romania. Today, Romania has a democratic form of government and is trying to make progress in recovering from Ceausescu's terrible control over them. The communist rulers did not manage Romania's economy well, and many citizens are still very poor even today. The largest of Ceausescu's government buildings is called the People's Palace. It is gigantic. Huge vaulted rooms, marble staircases big enough for giants, and chandeliers the size of small cars. There are a lot of very sad and dark things about Romania's past. One of the saddest was the state of the orphanages where many of the children had lived during Ceausescu's rule. These orphanages had been kept very secret and even the Romanian people were shocked to discover how awful the conditions were for the children. When the revolution was over, the newspapers published photos of the awful conditions that the children lived in and the world too was shocked. The new government ordered that these terrible places be closed. The problem was that many of the children had nowhere to go. Many children who were once part of these awful orphanages of Romania now had nowhere to live except the hot and damp smelly sewer tunnels underneath the streets of Romania. Today you can find many people living down there.
A man named Pastor Wurmbrandt and his wife grew up in Romania and became missionaries there during the time of the communist government. He was imprisoned for 14 years for his faith and his wife for many years as well. They underwent terrible suffering for Christ. After Pastor Wurmbrandt was freed, he started an organization called the Voice of the Martyrs to support missionaries in persecuted countries. I'm going to tell you a story which is written by his son about trying to visit his parents while they were in prison. This story is taken from Voice of the Martyrs, Bold Believers in Romania. Voice of the Martyrs has many excellent resources to learn about believers in countries all over the world. 13-year-old Mihai boarded the train in the middle of the night. He was on his way to visit his mother at a Romanian prison. At 6 a.m., after a long, cold, five-hour ride, he and the family members of other prisoners came to a train station. They got off the train and walked for an hour in the snow to the prison. Then they stood in the snow for a very long time. Nothing happened. Finally, they saw a long line of prisoners trudge by. A guard yelled, Go home! No visit today! The prisoners did not obey orders well enough to have visitors. Sadly, Mihai and the others got back on the train and went home. Another time, Mihai visited his father in prison. This time, the guards let him inside the huge wooden doors of the prison. He was taken past more doors to a room with a long table in it. Policemen sat on both sides of the table. Mihai saw a door with a small window in it about 15 feet away. A sliding door over the window could be opened or shut. Then Mihai saw his father's face in the window. Mihai trembled. Pastor Wurmbrandt had been in prison for so long and visits were so rare. He looks older, thought Mihai. Mihai has grown so much, thought his father. Pastor Wurmbrandt knew prison visits could be very short. He would have time to ask only the most important questions and say the most important things. How's your mother? Mihai's father called out to him. You must not ask about family, yelled a policeman before Mihai could answer. How's my court case going? asked Pastor Wurmbrandt. You're not allowed to talk about your case, said a police officer. Remember, Mihai, called his father quickly. There is a God. Jesus is our Savior, and love is the best way. The door over the window slammed shut. The visit was over. Mihai's mother, Sabina, was released from a Romanian prison a year later when he was 14. She had been in prison for teaching people about Jesus. After Sabina was freed, many visitors came to their small home. They came to talk and to pray, and they came for advice. Sometimes spies came to visit. They wanted to find out which visitors were Christians so they could turn the names over to the secret police. At that time, Romania was still a communist country, and believers were often arrested. My mother welcomed those enemies too, said Mihai. She hugged them like she did everyone else. Sometimes she preached to them. Often the Christians knew which visitors were enemies. Mihai did not like the spies. If it weren't for them, maybe his mother and father would not have gone to prison. One day after Sabina greeted a spy with a hug, Mihai complained. Don't you know who that is? he asked his mother. Yes, his mother answered. Mihai, now is the time. Now when hate starts in your heart, you must love your enemy. What an amazing story of courage and great faith.
Romania has had many extraordinary inventors, such as Nikolai Constantin Paulescu, who discovered insulin. Petrach Punaru invented the fountain pen in 1827. He also designed the current flag of Romania. The only gold museum in Europe is in Romania. It has over 2,000 pieces of gold gathered from around the world. There's a tiny lizard-shaped piece of gold that's worth 3 million euros because it's so unique. Stradasfori, which means Rope Street, is said to be the narrowest street in all of Europe. In Romania, the 1st of March is celebrated as the first day of spring. They call it Martisor and celebrate it with traditional gifts and dinners. It is a bustling but very special time of the year when every city, town and village is brought to life by heaps of colourful stalls selling the so-called martisori. Men and children scour the markets and shops in order to find the most beautiful martisori for the ladies in their lives. The ladies look forward to wearing these charms pinned to their fanciest clothes. In the old days, the martisori was an important custom the peasants offered loved ones lucky charms or twisted wool threads to protect them from disease and bad luck. Nowadays, they're just a fun tradition. Have you heard of Nadia Komenic? She is a well-known gymnast from Romania. She grew up and trained in Romania, and when she was only 14 years old, she went to the Olympic Games in Montreal and received the first perfect 10 score ever. She was so good that she got seven perfect tens during her events and won gold medals for Romania. Later, she defected to the United States and now lives there with her husband and son. I'm going to read you something that she said. When we went to the Olympics in Canada, it was like going to the moon, she says. Things you only dream about, blue, pink, white socks, sparkly hairbands and clips leotards in different colors. Nadia remembers every moment of that first perfect performance at the Olympic Games. You have butterflies, she says, thinking, I want to be the best. It doesn't matter how well prepared you are, you can always make a mistake. After I did my routine, I thought, I'm going to get a 9.9. .9. Then I heard a big noise in the arena. When I turned around, I saw one. The scoreboard couldn't show a 10 because its maker had been told that the score wasn't possible. In my mind, I thought, that's weird. One of my teammates said, it's a 10. I don't think I understood what it meant then. I knew 10 was the highest score, but I didn't know I'd made history that day. I thought, I'll think about it later. I was on the beam next and I had to think about that. For Nadia, life changed very little after that Olympic Games, even though she was now a star. She continued to train eight hours a day, and she was now under constant surveillance from communist guards. Romanian dictator Nicolae Ceausescu's harsh government prevented any Romanians from leaving the country. When Nadia was 18 years old, she won two more gold medals and two silver at the Olympics. But any liberation she'd felt being abroad was taken from her the moment she returned to Romania, because her coach, Bella Carolia, had defected to the United States. Now permanently guarded, 
She was even followed when doing her laundry or visiting the shops in case she too tried to escape from Romania. She did eventually escape. In 1989, she decided she'd had enough and joined a group of Romanians being smuggled into Hungary. Fleeing the country in the middle of the night, she was forced to trudge through snow for six hours and wade through an icy lake to escape the brutal regime. Have a look in the show notes for some links to videos of Nadia doing her original routines at the Olympic Games and of her life later in the United States. There's also a movie called Nadia, which you may want to watch. What are Romanian homes like? They have pretty wood carvings everywhere. Scroll shapes, flowers, diamonds and circles are carved along roof borders, walls and fences. Edgings that look like lace trace the edges of a roof on one house and carved balls sit on top of posts on another. The houses are cheerfully painted with bright colours like yellow or orange or pale green or blue. Pretty outdoor areas, gates and gardens invite you inside. Even though Romania has a history of poverty, its people always work hard to make their homes inviting as hospitality is very important to them. Living in a cheerful place makes all the difference. Forests cover about a quarter of Romania. The golden jackal is the only type of jackal that doesn't live in Africa but in Europe. They are very vocal and use a wide variety of sounds to communicate, like growls, howls and even hooting like an owl. The white-tailed eagle has the largest wingspan of any eagle and can fly up to 70 kilometers per hour. Some live as long as 25 years. There are at least two breeds of Romanian buffalo, the Carpathian buffalo and the Danubian buffalo. River buffaloes like deep water, but swamp buffaloes prefer to wallow in mud holes. Many cheeses are made from the milk of these buffaloes. Have you ever heard of buffalo mozzarella? It's a real thing. Male Romanian buffalo horns can reach up to five feet in length. That's almost as tall as a man. Romania has the largest population of brown bears in Europe, around 6,000. These bears eat 10 kilograms of food every single day. Campers are advised to hide their food up in trees or in other places to protect it from hungry bears. These bears grow very large. The biggest brown bear ever was found in Romania and weighed 480 kilograms. That's as much as a small car. In Romania, summers are hot and winters are very cold with lots of snow. Temperatures can get as low as minus 20 degrees Celsius, which is minus 4 Fahrenheit. The music of Romania is intense and emotional and often tells about life's ups and downs, about Romanian habits, or about nature. Each region of Romania has its own characteristic music. You can hear the traditional music at music festivals, weddings, or out in the countryside. Of course, traditional Romanian musicians use normal instruments like drums, guitars, and violins. Then there are the more unusual ones. I'm sure you've heard of wind instruments. Those are instruments that you blow air into and the sound comes out the other end. 
These are the kind of instruments that are often used in traditional Romanian music. The tarogot is one of them. Picture a long tube with holes in it, which is wider at the bottom than at the top. The tilinka is a wind instrument shaped like a really long, narrow tube with holes only at the top and bottom. This instrument sounds similar to the flute. Another popular wind instrument is the panpipe. The panpipes were used in the story of the Pied Piper. Did you know that the bagpipe is played in Romania? The shimpoi is the Romanian bagpipe. It's different to the Scottish bagpipe in that it has a single drone instead of three. It's used mainly in dance music. There are about 10 traditional melodies, each paired with a different rhythm. There are links to videos in the show notes where you can see these instruments and hear how they sound. Let's talk about the food. When I read about Romanian food, I notice how so many of the traditional foods seem to have come from the time when there was not much to eat. They focus on dishes made from every part of the animal and often in soup form to stretch the food and make it feed as many as possible. Romania holds the record for the world's longest sausage. It was 39 miles, which is 62 kilometers long. Romania is also the ninth largest producer of wine in the world. Romanian speciality dishes include grilled meatballs, meat wrapped in cabbage leaves, pork stew with garlic and onions, and donuts made from cream and cheese. Above all, home-cooked peasant food is the norm. Sour soup usually acts as the starter. Marmaliga like polenta with Somali or cabbage rolls is a typical main course. Romanians love smoked bacon. Tripe soup or iorba de berta is one of the most popular soups in Romania. It's made with the stomach of a cow, lots of garlic, sour cream and vinegar and is served with hot chili peppers. Sounds spicy. I'm sure it helps keep you warm in those cold winters. You will sometimes come across chicken, beef and fish in Romanian food, but normally it will be pork. The Romanians love to eat pork. Don't be surprised to see all parts of the pig on the menu, the tongue, the liver, the feet, ears, stomach and brain. Perhaps it would be best to just close your eyes when you take a spoonful. Papanasi is a cottage cheese dessert where the cheese is rolled into a donut-like shape filled with sweet cream and then topped with jam or berries. Romanians also love to barbecue at their celebrations. Pizza is common in Romania. In some towns, your only restaurant choices will be Romanian-style food and a pizza place. Romanians have mastered the art of lemonade. Every restaurant offers lemonade freshly squeezed with very interesting flavors from basic mint to mixed berries. I'm going to end off with a couple of fun things. The city of Caracal in Romania has a few amusing things that have happened. The fire lookout tower burnt down. The front door of the police station was stolen. Their cemetery is on Resurrection Street and their prison is on Freedom Street. And they have only one school, and that school is called School Number 2. You may remember hearing about Ceausescu ordering that the land be cleared and people's houses bulldozed to make space for the Palace of Parliament in Bucharest. 
Well, that is the second biggest building in the whole world after the Pentagon in the United States of America. It is the largest, heaviest and most expensive administration building on earth. Inside you'll find 3,500 tons of crystal, 480 chandeliers, remember they're as big as small cars, and 1,409 lights. We couldn't think of any jokes about Romania, but whenever I ask my daughter where she'd like to live when she's grown up, she always says she's going to Romania, to remain here. Romanian people have gone through so much and are greatly in need of the good news of the gospel. There's so much we can learn from all they've been through, but it's such a beautiful country to visit. Now that the country is no longer closed, Nadia Comaneci has been able to return and she does so many times a year to train young gymnasts and to help the new generation to have hope for the future. I hope you've enjoyed learning about Romania as much as I have. I'll see you soon for another episode of Countries for Kids from Case of Adventure. Bye for now.